and welcome to Limitless Hairdresser, where we believe that you deserve to live the life of your dreams, and we're here to help you make that happen. Welcome to episode number 20. This is going to be such a fun episode. I hope that you are sitting somewhere where you can really plug in and tune out the outside world. So this might not be the best episode to be listening to while you drive, or if you're feeling like it, you can, but uh, it does have a nice, beautiful guided meditation at the beginning with a sound bath. Oh my gosh, you're going to love it. It's just so purifying and relaxing and clearing and you'll feel like you are in the room with me and all my friends. So the idea for this podcast came about because I started to connect with so many different like-minded hairdressers as I've been on this journey of my own with Limitless Hairdresser and sharing more mindfulness meditation practices out on the road at salons and at events. And I've just created such a really cool network of friends now that we've met either through the internet, at classes, at shows, at events. And I was in LA for Long Beach ISSE speaking at Beacon back in January. And I thought, hey, while I'm here all the way across the country in California, why don't I get together a few really cool babes and sit around, enjoy some crystals, some meditation, some conversation, some good food, and just see what kind of conversation comes up when in a group setting. So we got super zen, sat on meditation pillows, surrounded ourselves with high vibrational, beautiful gemstones at... Colleen McCann of Style Rituals Studio. In, it was in Venice Beach, California. And she wrote a book called Crystal RX, and it's just a magnificent little gem, no pun intended. <laughs> and you should definitely check that out. It's just an amazing book with so much wisdom. And the place that we recorded this podcast episode had all of the pages of her books all over the walls. And it was just such a sacred space because that's where she manifested this beautiful creation. So such good energy here. In this podcast, we're going to talk about different archetypes of who shows up in our in our personalities and our beings. We talk about all of the ways that we could shift into the more positive aspects of who we're bringing to the table in different situations and different times in our lives. And we just have some good old girl talk, some spiritual girl talk. <laughs> and it's kind of like being at a slumber party with your girlfriends. So I hope that you love it. Plug in and tune out and let us know what you think over on the Instagram page or drop us a review on iTunes. We would absolutely love that. Take a screenshot and share this with your friends so that everybody can join in on the fun. I hope you love this as much as I did and have a blast hanging out with us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Limitless Hairdresser podcast. I have a very, very special offering for you today. I have three amazing friends here, and we're in uh, Venice, California, gathered at the most amazing space here. And um, it's Colleen McCann of Style Rituals, and we're in her space, and there's just amazing crystals all over, and we have some some bowls here they're going to be played and uh yeah welcome to our our little party here 
Woo! Ooh. And uh, I'll just introduce everybody really quick, and they're gonna say hi, so you can know who they are by their voice. Um, we have Sarah Mack. Say hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Lisa Botts. Hello. And we have Andy Scarborough. Hello. And uh, we're going to be bringing you a few offerings today, and we're just going to hop right into it. Lisa's going to be playing some singing bowls for us. Andy's going to lead us into some uh, box breathing, and um, then we're going to have some fun and chat. So we'll hop into it. Observing the well of energy right below you all the time. 
now we're here. Oh, now we are here. <laughs> <laughs> I know I said at the beginning of this, this is the meeting of the minds, but I think it's the meeting of the spirits. <laughs> <laughs> so, Andy, do you want to pull some cards for us? Yeah. See, see who, who we are bringing to the table today. That's right. This is my favorite uh, deck to work with. Uh, it's the Carolyn Mace archetype deck. And the idea behind archetypes is that we all have these different aspects of our personalities and we're, we're capable of holding the full spectrum of these characters. And sometimes the aspect of ourselves at the wheel can be a little surprising or mm -hmm. there may be an aspect of us that we can call on for more support. And so it's always curious to see who came to the party today. This is like grown-up version of like a slumber party. It's totally, <laughs> it is. It is. So Kelly, I'm going to pass these to you. Okay. And I don't believe that there's any wrong way to pick a card, but you do want to just be clear in what you're asking. Mm -hmm. So whether that's who's here, who can I call on, who's stepping forward, and then shuffle those up until you feel like there's, there's one for you. Should I say it out loud? <laughs> Should I say it out loud what, what I'm asking for? Sure. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Um, so I'm just holding my hand over this deck, and I'm just asking that whatever shows up for me today that I won't judge it, and I'll just allow it to be. That's a great intention. These are so pretty, like really vibrant red. This guy. Okay. Let's hold it. Don't flip it. Okay. Let's hold it and let's let's all do a reveal. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this feels good. Does I it feel good? I also love this deck. I've got to play with this deck before with Miss Andy. And I like to, I'm a toucher, so I like to put my energy <laughs> on all of the cards first. And then I'm also going to ask, who is showing up for me today? Um, I get excited to see. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's like Christmas. They're like, we don't need Christmas presents, just pass me a deck. Thank you. They have so much energy on them. Mm -hmm. yeah. okay. I love this. is a beloved deck. Yeah. yeah, it's a beloved deck. It's also one that's really great to use in the salon because there's no, there's no dogma. There's there's nothing mm. associated with it. It's more of the Jungian um, psychological principles of these archetypes or these aspects of our personalities. I always seem to ask for guidance. Uh, for what's right in front of me. Mm. All right, there's my special card. Okay. And I'm going to say, do you all hear the inner workings of my brain? <laughs> <laughs> Father, Mother, God, Great Spirit, I call forward my highest healed ancestors and guides. Please illuminate for me that which I cannot see. Show me what aspect of me is present today in support or in request for healing. Grant me the clarity 
to see it in its spectrum, the joy at my own truth, and freedom from judgment. Uh-huh. Watch it be the prostitute. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready for the reveal? Yep. Yes. Ooh, yep, they got me good. Mm. Wow. Lisa, what do you have? Mm-hmm. Monk nun. <laughs> All right, put it in there. <laughs> fitting. Y'all, we got some shit. Interesting. Wow. Okay, so this is how we're going to go today. Okay. <laughs> wow. So who'd like to share first? I guess I will. Okay. Okay. I got the martyr. What did you get, Sarah? I got the gossip. Lisa, monk nun? Monk nun. I got the addict. Ah. Yeah, so just some light cards. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Super fun. Yeah, that's not deep or anything. (laughs) No. I mean, Mm. what I love about this deck is that it really, like, again, we all have these aspects of us, and there are light attributes and shadow attributes of each Mm. one. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's always a way that an aspect of you in a mature way can sort of use their powers for good, right? And an immature aspect can show up in some real shadow pieces and, and just wreak havoc if you don't know that that aspect is up for you or in the driver's seat. So what, do you, what comes up for you when you see the martyr card? It's super interesting because it's a lot of things I've been working through currently. Um, so the martyr is, the shadow attribute is uh, addiction to self-pity, feeling bad for yourself, uh, you know, it's very self-involved. And the light attribute is, um, I can't read that far, learning the transcendent nature of service to oneself or a cause. So, yeah, it's very interesting. Um, can you break that down for me? I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm stuck on the shadow attribute. I'm, I'm like, how can I transcend this? <laughs> yeah. So we all have four core archetypes in us. And these are like the, the primal parts that are, that are based on our survival, right? So we all have a victim. We all have a child. We all have a saboteur. And we all have a prostitute. And this is literally like these are the, the pieces of our psyche that keep us alive. And so the martyr is a little bit of that victim, right? Mm-hmm. So when you look at something like that shadow attribute, I always try to look at those and say, okay, how is this serving me, right? Because there's some part of that addiction to self-pity that has served to protect you. Mm-hmm. And when we can come to a place of compassion for that, right? then there's not so much of the need for it to act out. It's like every part of ourself is like a bratty toddler that if they don't get enough attention, they're going to start pulling some stuff. Mm -hmm. So when it's not being acknowledged, when there's a need that that aspect of yourself hasn't had met, then it's going to start acting out in the shadow aspects. Mm -hmm. So if there's a victim piece, there's maybe a need to feel safe, Mm -hmm. right? And the martyr establishes that safety through service. So the desire that I hear in that is that there's a desire to serve. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that shift it for you a little bit? Yeah. And, you know, just shifting the attention away from the negative and bringing it into, like, how can I flip this script of feeling sorry for myself and turn that into 
hey, I just feel like I need some protection here. How can I use that outwardly to um, help other people? So I feel like that's showing up for me a lot in like sharing. Me and Andy were talking about this earlier before we started this podcast about, you know, sharing the more vulnerable parts of ourselves and the 80-20 rule of, you know, 80% of the things you share and then there's the 20% that you don't, but people are really kind of seeking more of that 20% and that's the part that I tend to want to protect because I feel like um, that's kind of my my part that I feel, you know, maybe shameful of or that I it is part of that self-pity part that I don't want to be revealed and I think revealing that uh, is the service and revealing that is is the light uh, attribute of of the of the shadow really uh, of the martyr so you know revealing that and exposing that so that it can be cleared and and released presencing it yeah mm-hmm. bringing that bringing that truth for yourself like we were we were having such a great conversation mm-hmm. earlier about the the scary aspect of saying what's true in the moment you know we're so good when we share either behind our chairs or in social media or other platforms about like here's step one two and three and here's the completion that you get led to but to have the moment where you say I don't like I don't know and I'm stuck mm-hmm. and have that be the whole chair or share there's no happy ending mm-hmm. right um, I think that's the piece where we can really get lost in self-pity or the pity surfaces to sort of try to minimize the impact of what you're really serving. So when you can look at the need that's in it and that you need to feel safe and offer compassion and forgiveness for that part of you that doesn't or feels like your giving is conditional, then then it's like kryptonite. Then it's it's done. It's dissolved. Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Um, I had a similar card in that sense. I mean, the addict is not a it's not a light card. <laughs> I'm like, damn, okay, all right. So the addict, the light attribute is that it helps you recognize and confront addictive behavior. And the shadow attributes are that it compromises integrity and honesty and allows an addictive pattern to have authority over your inner spirit. And addiction is a, is a big piece of what I talk about with Crown Works in working with beauty professionals because I feel like we are an industry addicted to approval. And mm-hmm. that goes hand in hand yeah. with this. I mean, I feel like our cards were like, hey, remember that conversation hey. you were having earlier? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where we won't share unless we know we're good at it. Mm-hmm. And we won't take the risk unless we know it's going to be a home run. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I look at the, the piece that's going to move the addict from shadow into light, it's discipline, right? If you want to look at, at clinical addiction, it's the discipline to nod or to change a pattern mm-hmm. in behavior. Um, and in this, maybe it's the discipline for risk or it's the discipline of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And in... Um, traditional treatment programs they talk a lot about choosing a counter behavior so really slowing down to decide what am I inclined to do in this moment Mm -hmm. and literally full stop and what's the opposite of that Mm -hmm. so it's like a whole new muscle memory you know it's learning to stand up straight when you've been slouching and that that counter behavior excuse me that counter behavior is gonna feel strange and to hold through the strangeness. And that's that's the transformational tension. That's how it moves through the twilight of shadow to light. Mm. 
Lisa's, yours is way more, more <laughs> sweet than I ours. I am curious about yours over there. <laughs> I so I have the monk slash nun card, which is very fitting for me. Uh, so the light attribute is selfless devotion and single-minded dedication to spirit. And the shadow attribute is negative judgment of the physical world and mm. excess pity. Mm. So this is so fitting because I am in training to become a kundalini yoga teacher and I started the path about four months ago officially and uh, I've received my spiritual name through the 3HO organization which is Dion Karam Kaur which means nobility through meditation and guiding others to their nobility through meditation and in order to get there it does take an element of clarity Right, and I think that that's this selfless devotion to single-mindedness, is especially for creative people. You know, we're we our general stereotype is you know ADD. We're kind of all over the yeah. place. We're doing this. We're doing that. You can't pin me down. I'm a creative. I'm an artist. Right, but in that, it's you can still have absolute clarity. It might take a little more getting to, because we have you know a little bit more story to get through a little bit more attachment to get through um but it's possible and it's possible pretty quickly and um the shadow attribute in this you know the negative judgment of the physical world i was sitting here going well what could that be mm-hmm. and i was like oh it's every day when i go how come that person can't just do this mm-hmm. you know <laughs> like they could get there if they just did this thing mm-hmm. but then you know, the excess pity, you could see that that could quite easily go down a rabbit hole, right? But when when you recognize, oh, this is judgment, and Andy and I were talking about this recently, about how very close that those pieces of your personality are, that they're so close and they are so of you that you don't even see them. Yeah. And when you recognize it, it's like, Oh my God, you know, <laughs> I've been doing that all this time and I had zero idea. And um, so I think, you know, having, you know, a lot of this self-awareness mm-hmm. is, you know, just really kind of diving into what really is right there for you and what do you do that you don't even realize you do that keeps you from getting what you want and having that absolute clarity in where you are going and what your intention is towards that. And um, so this is, is pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So apparently I'm going to be in a monastery somewhere on a mountaintop <laughs> in this lifetime. Yes. <laughs> or maybe, or maybe, maybe that's the piece that's really calling for, for maturing in this mm-hmm. for you is to be able to hold that clarity and that pristine spiritual integrity and be in the world Mm -hmm. you know to be able to take it to the streets as it were right and not feel like you have to hide it away in the mountain yeah because that is the old paradigm of Mm -hmm. it yeah and funny not funny that you say that I mean (laughs) because that is something that I'm struggling with thank you card um you know of you know having this rich history in the beauty industry and now sort of and kind of always having felt very monk-like um and how does that show up in this in this world you know and how do you live in this world 
knowing that I probably did live on a mountaintop somewhere. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, it's interesting to me because I feel like so much of the conversation, especially with women, you know, mm-hmm. in any profession and in the creative profession, it's like balance, right? Like work-life balance and, you know, all of this mind-body balance. And I don't, I don't know if balance is a Mm-mm. real thing. Harmony. Harmony yeah. and That's integration. That's what I've been shifting it to. Yeah. 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 Harmony and integration. Like, how can it all be here at the same time? Mm-hmm. The light and the shadow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. My turn. All right. So I got the gossip. And the light attributes is it awakens considerations for the feelings of others. Honoring trust. Um, the shadow attributes are it thrives on the power of passing on private or secret information betraying confidences so like the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this card was my 20s versus my 30s Mm. um and kind of celebrating where you like celebrating the wins and honoring where you're at so I think definitely in my 20s which I was more childlike obviously and more immature I was definitely into gossip and you know sharing others whatever it was of theirs secrets not secrets but their information that wasn't mine to share and then kind of gaining this higher consciousness and being on this personal development path I've definitely shifted into um, really choosing what I share with others and most of the time it's if it's not mine to share I don't share it and so that's actually something I'm really proud of now and um, yeah so celebrating that I've grown in that aspect of gossip. I love that. But I mean, that's definitely, that's elevating something. When I, when I hear you talk about choosing like to hold something and not to share it, that makes me feel about, I mean, that's some priestess level stuff, right? Yeah. And holding sacred space and not feeling like it's, it's something that you have to offload or that you exchange value for. And I think it's really beautiful that you're so clear that this is a matured archetype for you Mm -hmm. because I think this is a piece and it's sort of the old paradigm of the spiritual conversation is like if you see something in somebody that triggers it, like then, yeah, then it's like, oh, then that's that's a mirror and that's me. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's this guy who I'm obsessed with on YouTube. I don't know if you all follow Matt Kahn. Yeah, you turned me on to him. He's so precious. I mean, I say this in the most loving and respectful way, but he's like a cherub in a sweater vest, you guys. <laughs> he's like the most delicious thing. And he actually says that's that's the old paradigm because if you can see the train, you're not on it. And when you see somebody acting in their shadow of gossip, now you can you've having done that work you've got such a gift to offer them mm-hmm. because you can have such compassion for the need that they're trying to get met yeah which is to feel a value to feel like they're relevant right yeah. um and then show them the way to elevate it yeah and i think that's another reason it shows up for me is because now i'm trying to work on that piece that's one thing i'm trying to work on is now that when someone else is sharing something with me that i don't feel like it's theirs to share how do I kindly and gently shut that down yeah in a respectful way that's a great uh just concept for our industry in general like we've traditionally been dubbed you know you go to the Mm -hmm. the hair salon and everybody knows your business Mm -hmm. and you know that's kind of like what we have acquired and uh you know I'm seeing a huge shift in you know even my own space where that's not something that I'm allowing anymore Mm -hmm. so it 
it becomes debunked. It comes into more of the light than into the shadow of the gossip. And I think what people are really seeking when they're doing that is, like you said, like they want to feel validated. Mm-hmm. They want to feel connection. Mm-hmm. They want to feel included. They want to be a, feel like they're a part of the group. And the only way that people sometimes can feel like they can find that connection is to um, you know, expose or share others because maybe they're too afraid to expose themselves. That's right. Which mm-hmm. kind of comes back to my martyr. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it's beautiful because in all of this, you know, what we've exposed to ourselves mm-hmm. is the need that we all came here today with, right? And being present to what you need. I mean, the magic is, the magic of manifesting is ask for what you want, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The trouble is knowing what you want. <laughs> And to know what you want means to know what you need. So if you were going to say one need that came up out of this for you that maybe you didn't know before is present for you now, what do you need? Clarity. Yeah. I just need to keep working on, yeah, helping others to really hold that space for others so it can be like this ripple effect everywhere that we just keep the sacred space for whoever you're with. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think um, understanding the, the power that you have in that and being 100% okay with that power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the monk nun needs clarity. Mm-hmm. The gossip needs sacred space. Yes. What does the martyr need? The martyr needs um, transcendence of ego and becoming aware of who is driving this bus. Is it, is it higher self me of light and love and goodness and kindness and really acting out of service for the greatest good or is it self-serving and is it feeding my own, my own ego and my own um, needs? So yeah, awareness, I think. That's beautiful. What does the addict need? Yeah, I mean, I think the addict, for me, what really, when when I boil down everything else, the addict needs love, right? The addict needs love and support and to surrender control. So surrender, Mm. I think, is what the addict needs. Surrender. That was one of my words this year. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for playing, yeah. ladies. <laughs> I love Andy Scarborough How card fun. games. fun. Yes. Well, and the it's, best. it's beautiful, too, because now, you know, as we get into whatever else, like, you're just sort of aware of what aspect of you came with their teachings to contribute. Mm-hmm. And one of the archetypes I think that's the most relevant in the beauty industry, and we talked about this before, is the wounded healer. Yeah. And we all have our stuff. Like, we all have our shadow. We all mm-hmm. have our ugly moments of doubt and whatever. So to just be aware of what that is, and then Sarah, I think you said it so beautifully, to turn that into your message and what you have to share. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and something that was on my mind was um, you know, sharing your story, and I think as we dive deeper into this expansion of the beauty industry and what it means and who, who we are as a hairdresser, our opportunity, I mean, limitless hairdresser, the, in, mm-hmm. the entire point of this uh, creation, whatever it is, whatever it's gonna become, was to empower other hairdressers to uh, look beyond what's right in front of us and and be able to 
remove ourselves from what we're in to have a different perspective of what pot what is possible for us and really at the root of that comes back to aligning with who we are and having the conversations with other people to realize that we're not alone in these feelings of maybe our shadows because that's what creates a lot of walls of separation amongst our industry, amongst the world, is that we think that we're the only ones who have the shadow of addiction or a martyr or gossip. You know, these are things that you feel are special to you, and they're not. Yeah. You mentioned, you mentioned earlier, Kelly, about connection and to be part of the group. And, you know, this morning I was on a walk, and that hokey quote called, you're a that says, I'm, I'm a beautician, not a magician, <laughs> I actually think it's reversed. Mm. We are magicians. Mm-hmm. And I think once we step into that power of, you know, coming out with our crystals and coming out with our shadow attributes and, um, you know, saying, yes, this really is who I am and surrendering and accepting, we do become the magicians of the beauty industry, right? We, because we are one of the last professions that can touch people yeah. without gloves. I got like my, my hair is Yeah. I that's Ooh. everything. Yeah. I mean magician and mm-hmm. I think the word I see it in so many social my my darling friend Alicia is like her hash, I think about her hashtag or her IG handle is Alicia the Alchemist. Mm-hmm. And it's been so cool to experience her stepping into her own journey and she's like, "Oh my gosh, this is actually the perfect name." This is what we do. Mm-hmm. And real alchemy is about the, the, the transmutation of weight into light, of shadow into light, of lead into gold. Mm-hmm. So what was weighted and heavy and dense and restricted or shamed, bringing that into the treasure. Mm-hmm. So that is the magic, truly. Yeah. That's the alchemy. That's the catalyst. Like That's what we, that's what we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, and Andy and Sarah and I met was it two years ago maybe like yeah. I was doing this thing called straight pin st- sessions and you know just through wonderful divine people connecting all of us we ended up in this room together and really didn't know each other and we didn't really know what either of us was up to but there was something about all three of us that was yeah. just kind of like I don't know we're on this path and we're in this room together <laughs> and like we maybe we should do something with this mm-hmm. and you know and it's it's been so incredible to watch both of you, Sarah and Andy, just really step into, you know, like Andy, you're taking this power on and Sarah, you're just going for it. You know, <laughs> there's like no walls in, in front of you as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, I'm still sort of like, I don't know what's going on with me, but, no, you know, either. it only <laughs> right? looks like that from the inside, yeah, though, okay. from the outside, you are on like the white robe, yeah, like okay. elevator for sure. Nice. So I don't know. It's just, um, yeah, that. Somebody else talk. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's cool to, you know, thank you guys all for being here also. Thank you so much. Uh, having these things come to the surface and bringing it to the forefront front of our industry is something that, you know, I've thought about these things for such a long time, and I know maybe you have too. And as I started to be open to the possibility of having these conversations or feeling um safe enough to not be judged or you know not care if I was judged uh, it's really empowering that 
you start to see, you know, what you, what happens inside of you, you start to see in other people. And it's really beautiful to start to see, you know, as I've changed and, and really owned whatever I message I want to say, uh, relentlessly, so many people just start surfacing. Like I'm meeting so many cool people. Like you were saying about the Alicia, the alchemist on limitless hairdresser page, literally everyone who is a part of our, um, you know, I don't want to call it a following. What, what I don't know. Community. Know, community, yes. Uh, have been these cool Instagram names. And I'm like, where did you people come from? <laughs> this is amazing. But it's really cool to see that come to the surface. And that um, the more that we just keep owning it individually, it, give, and it gives other people power to um, do the same. Oh, come yeah. And it's I mean, just like a, it's that trickle down effect it of, you know, it start uh, starts with you know a few people just being brave enough to say it, but it's not really about us. Like on this podcast, this isn't about us. This is really about just opening that door and allowing people who want to walk through it or even maybe come up and like peek in. It's it's cool. Like come on, come yeah. on with it. It's the transmission of permission. Right? Like, that's it. And when we give ourselves permission to own our shadow aspects or look at the parts of ourselves that may not be so pretty or pursue the things or be vocal about the truths that are, that are present for us, then just by default, by our beingness, we're, we're demonstrating, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And as educators in the field for so long, we know the power of a demonstration. And then what inspires from witnessing a demonstration is the go and do. let me yeah. go, let me go do, do. right? So that's like, that's all we have to do. And what a relief after mm. all of the, <laughs> <laughs> like you just have to be. Oh my it. God, I just have to be myself. <laughs> Self? What's the catch? What's the catch? <laughs> Awkward. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. And it's so cool that, you know, these these cards that we all just pulled, and I'm kind of looking at them, just thinking about all the times where I questioned, is this what I should do? Or, you know, can I say that? It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you can. Why there not? Are, there yep. are no rules. There are no rules. Yeah. We just make up the rules. Yeah. And, um, I think the rules are, are ready to be yeah. broke. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things I've realized lately is that no one's in charge, mm-hmm. right? Like no. nobody, nobody's no. trying this circus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like so when true. you realize that, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. get get my crayons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's make this thing happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. My girlfriend Kylie always says, "Just ants on a planet. <laughs> like we're all just like going around doing our own thing." Yeah. But yeah, not being worried about what anybody else thinks, I think, is a big thing yes. to help us. It's interesting because I feel like the deeper I've gone on this path, the more I try to I try to convey these like massive truths that have landed in my body, mm-hmm. and the only thing that comes out is like, "Do you, babe?" <laughs> But what does that mean? But what does that mean? I'm like, no, but really, like, just do you. It's fine. I go on these vision quests and deep, like, spiritual experiences and breath work and plant medicine in the mountains. And at the end, I'm like, basically, God says, like, do whatever you want. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Yes. 
and so that's that's sort of the cosmic joke. Yes, and you will experience what you are here to experience. That's right. Yeah. Like it's all fine. <laughs> just have a good time. Yeah. But I do think. I mean, the thing that I loved about the hair industry and another another archetype that I think is present with a lot of us is that we all have this rebel. And so mm. there was this piece of like, let me rail against, let me be the black sheep, let me do the thing that I'm not allowed to do, let me like find the edge and push the edge and how hard can I be? Um, and that is exhausting. Mm-hmm. And it also creates this like motivation through againstness mm. so mm. that when we are at a place that we're just being, we feel like we're losing ground, yeah. you know, because there's nothing to battle. So that's like a retraining mm-hmm. yeah. that also has to happen in the industry. That's huge. And I think I'm, I'm kind of getting the word resistance there. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I literally, in my mind, I was like, <laughs> when I was going to say that word. Yeah. And that's so anytime funny. there's resistance, you know, even the slightest resistance that shows up for you, that means, you know, you're obviously you're coming up against something, which is the mm-hmm. definition of resistance. But, you know, what are you... What are you asking yourself in that moment? You know, where is this resistance coming from or how can I go around it? And, you know, that's that's where the beauty is in those little magic moments of, ooh, this hurts. Ooh, this doesn't feel good. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. What do I need? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. what need is here that I'm either trying to avoid or stuff away yeah. or like what, like what do I need? Mm-hmm. It's that's, I think if there's one question that I've started asking clients, whether they're a, a crown works client or just a regular first time salon client, I sit down and one of the first things is what do you need today? Mm. And that question, I get the the wildest answers, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes it's like a shot of vodka, right? yeah, <laughs> a hug, yeah. a new husband, yeah. someone to take my kids permanently, <laughs> um, yeah, like a dog sitter, a couch, mm-hmm. like like it's amazing what people will say, and it's like oh, but that's but that's the need, mm-hmm. like that's the need, and then the more we try to what you resist persists, right? Mm-hmm. What we push against. Mm-hmm is only going to push harder at us that that archetype the addict you know the more i try to deny that i have a need the more that need is going to surge up mm-hmm. because i believe our souls are here to heal and so everything everything that we experience in our life is just another opportunity and if there's that shitty person that keeps triggering you and pissing you off then you're just going to get like more and more of those people yeah. until mm-hmm. you look at it Learn and the lesson. yeah choose a different choose a different piece mm-hmm. yeah yes <laughs> so maybe we just go around the room really quick and just mm. I'm trying to think of something that I want to ask you guys. Hmm. Andy's like, what? I'm nervous. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Sarah. I think that there's a, I feel like there's a need for like some communication with whoever's listening about, you know, there's a lot of things that we're talking about here and, and that we're experiencing and it, a lot of it is like unset it's like it's um it's a feeling it's a it's a mood and it's energy and maybe explaining i think bringing like some light to like what is energy like our personal energy how are we bringing energy what in what ways could we shift the energy when we do have people coming to us and i know this is probably a lot of things you do with crown works they're coming to us saying I you know I don't know what I need I just want to cry or I need a shot of vodka like what kind of energy can we bring to the table or what does that look like what does that conversation look like 
to help um, fill that need mm-hmm. instead of you know avoiding it or like putting up like some walls around ourselves or taking it on and um, taking it with us so yeah. maybe some insight from each of us like mm-hmm. what you would do or how you would handle those kind of situations yeah so I think I would start by looking at the experiences that I'm going through um, at that time and identifying the experiences that don't feel so good to me and then identifying the experiences that do feel better and then figuring out okay well why doesn't this feel good to me and then how can I get more of those experiences that feel better to me so kind of in the experiences that are not feeling so good to us there's a in my opinion, there's a lesson that needs to be learned, and that's why we're going through that journey. And I heard this great quote by Oprah that everything you experience in life is some kind of learning, whether it's bad or good. So there's always something to be learned um, from that. And so just maybe you even have to write that down. I'm a pen to paper kind of gal, so. If I'm really going through something bad, then I'll really journal it out. I like to journal things. And so start by identifying those things and kind of lay out this path and how you're going to get from point A to point B. Like make yourself a roadmap and then you the you have to follow through on the execution then because you can't just write it down and then just like manifest it (laughs) right like you can't just manifest and then hope for the best you you do have to create in my opinion a plan of action um, but then be flexible in that plan of action so it might not go exactly how you're imagining it will go so sometimes you have to get out of your own way but there there does need to be I think a consistency in routine um, when you're trying to create these new patterns like Andy was saying it's like breaking these old habits that are not making you feel so good but the first step is recognizing what you're doing to create those bad habits and then yeah just reprogramming yourself and your mindset to transition into these better feelings so good so good yeah. the um, old pen to paper trick yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's real tough stuff I'm I, like I do you make it do you make an excel sheet can you send it to me right? <laughs> no it's actually proven like the pen to the paper mm-hmm. I believe it yeah yeah crayons or crayons acceptable yeah totally okay good, acceptable. Good. <laughs> so you know I think for me um you know kind of getting in the space of a neutral mind is really where the bliss and the power is and you know when I say power it's not power over it's power of Mm. and stepping into so that you can empower other people and um, you know I'm a big fan of meditation right I'm heavily meditated Mm -hmm. I think like most of us here (laughs) I still want that sweatshirt Oh, by the way, my birthday's June 30th. Um, <laughs> so, um, oh, yay. So, um, you know, there's, there's, you know, we're all very familiar, I believe, with negative thinking and positive thinking, right? And so you have the opposite ends of the spectrum, and they both really have their pitfalls. And really, the sweet spot is the neutral mind, mm-hmm. where you can look at a situation through an observer's eye without being affected by it either way. And I think for hairdressers, 
any creative individual, people in the beauty industry, right? It's it's we're we're pulled left and right and negative and positive. And so how do we get into that neutral mind every single day? And Sarah mentioned, you know, kind of having having something that you do, something, you know, whether it's pen to paper. Um, for me, it's a daily meditation practice and that does not waver. And if there is a day that I can't get to it, I feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's sort of like drinking too much the night before, like I wake up, but it's the opposite. Instead of being hung over, I start out my day kind of already in a deficit. And, you know, we need all the strength that we can get to get through our days because, you know, so much is thrown at us and, and you know, we have to we have to handle it in a way that makes us feel good, that preserves who we are, and allows us to give what our clients need. Mm-hmm. And we get that from the neutral mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I love that. Equanimity mm. is the word that's coming tonight yeah and before you speak um you know yogi bhajan the founder of kundalini yoga um he says you know meditation is like a shower for the mind Mm -hmm. right like just all you're doing is dumping a big tub of water on it and it allows you to really get through your to-do list and you know with meditation so many people say i can't do it and they won't even try and it's very different from what you think it is it really is just calming the mind it's not about not thinking it's you know there's this one really great meditation um, that I do it's called don't meditate (laughs) and I wish we had video right here because basically it's a three-minute meditation where you put the the heels of your hands together and you make like a cup Mm -hmm. almost like you're holding a giant goblet and you hold it up in front of your forehead about six inches and for three minutes you think of everything that you have to do on your to-do list Mm. and there's going to be a point probably at a minute and a half where you run out of things and you're holding your hands and for three minutes just thinking about every single thing that you have to do and think about it again and again and again and in three minutes your mind will be empty Mm. so you've meditated Mm, that's really beautiful yeah it's a pretty good one that's a good one (laughs) That's a good one. I love that. It's like a I thought cup. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah I, there you go. I do a brain dump, like kind of the pen to paper mm-hmm. thing too. Like get it out of the the mind and onto the real world paper, and then it can't exist inside me. I started doing um, journaling to my intuition, so I have conversation with myself instead of just like dumping my mind onto a paper, and I just start writing all my thoughts. I start asking myself questions. Um, about how I'm feeling and then I talk mm-hmm. to myself but on paper instead of in my head you know we all talk to ourselves in yeah. our head and we're like yeah Kelly what do you want to eat for dinner I don't know what you found I don't kind of feel like this well no I don't really feel like you know we do that in our heads but to see it on paper and ask yourself a question like if you're just feeling really yucky like uh, negative energy really low vibe and I'm like why am I feeling this way and then I a- answer the question with a breath Mm-hmm. And I just let whatever comes out. And then I ask myself, well, why are you feeling that way? Or what prompted that? And always it, it will kind of unfold until you get to the end. And you're like, wow. <laughs> the answers are inside mm-hmm. you. Yeah, mm-hmm. the answers are there. That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that the first step in, in this, and 
it's sort of already been said is is the neutral observation mm-hmm. right for me the answer to squirrely energy whatever it is is curiosity mm-hmm. like what what does my higher self have to say about this how would they answer as to why you feel shitty or like what is is actually running through my mind that I can't focus on all of this right now or you know if I'm presented with somebody who's who's bringing me into trigger or upset you know rather than asking why did they do that getting curious about well why would they why would they do that and why would I do that because obviously there's something there that's needing to be said or needing to be expressed and when we can get curious about it without needing to take it on or blame or or either like get it what's the word I want not alienate but like reject yeah I rather like then reject it from ourselves or take it in when we can just let it sit there and I think that's where I love I love cutting hair because, right, it's like you cut hair off and you're not going to, like, pick it up and put it in your pockets, right? (laughs) Like, when it's cut off, it, like, leaves one thing and before it goes Mm -hmm. to another, it's in this in-between. And Mm -hmm. everybody knows you just leave it there. And if we can start to look at emotion or conflict or all of those things with the same kind of neutral, like, oh, look, there's that word out in the air that's Mm -hmm. hanging there that somebody has just yelled at me or... There's this fear that's out there in front of me that wants to come inside me and just observe it and get curious about, well, what is it? What does it want? I love to do that writing exercise with my fear or with a specific judgment. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think that curiosity, I really think that curiosity cures all. And it makes this entire experience so much more playful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, life is supposed to be fun, right? I mean, this is a wild ride. <laughs> yes. We're like ants yeah. on a planet yes. spinning around the sun. Yeah, in a multiverse. It's right? wild. <laughs> this thing is rad. And yeah. I had this moment, I mean, this may sound a little silly. I was driving my car the other day and I was stuck in traffic because it's LA. And I started to get irritated, and I literally saw myself in, like, Mr. Toad's wild ride, like, (laughs) the toad driving the car, and I was like, this is kind of absurd. Like, here I am in this body driving this machine Mm. down the street to go and do whatever little errand I'm going to go do. But it was just such a funny, like, the absurdity Uh of it all, and really framing it. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, an amusement park. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what's... I'm sorry. You know what's interesting about that is that we've all agreed that this is how it is. Right. right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's an amusement park. And so, you know, in that, you can either be like, oh, well, I want to do this one thing and I'm going to stand in this line the whole time and be, you know, irritated about it. Or, like, you can go and talk to the people in the line or, like, eat the churro while you're in the line and, like, (laughs) ride all the rides. And I I do. I look at life like a video game. Mm -hmm. And I think that there there are invitations that we have to level up and to grow and expand our consciousness. And definitely, like, when we do that, we elevate and give permission for other people to Mm -hmm. do it. But I don't want to just like barrel through and and battle the bad guy at the end or like beat the maze. I want to do all the things. You want to get the secrets. I want to yeah. unlock Find the bonus the power round. Pills. I want to like pull the stuff off the bookcase. I want all the inside jokes that the gamers don't think anybody's gonna know about. I want to I want to ride all the rides. Yeah. 
Totally. And I think Eckhart Tolle talks about that a lot about, you know, being in traffic and finding your presence in the moment to just appreciate the moment. Even if you are finding yourself like, oh my God, I live in Michigan in this LA traffic. I'm like, what <laughs> is this? It is like 15 miles. Why is it say an hour and a half on an Uber? That would take me like 15 minutes when I back at home. And so, you know, there you have a choice there. Like, am I going to allow this life situation to uh, rock my world and totally just wreck my mood and allow me to be in this negative space? Or am I going to remove myself, like you're saying, like neutral mind, remove yourself from the situation so then you can make an appropriate choice? Do Am I going to choose to think this is a fun video game lifestyle? Am I going to listen to what's on the radio? I'm going to take this time to listen to the Limitless Hair Treasure podcast. <laughs> am I, you know, what am I going to do with this time? Because that's all it is. It's just t- moment, moment, moment. That's right. And we have to choose how we want to live those. And um, yeah, it's a fun opportunity. I love what Sarah said earlier too, is like, what, like what's the better feeling? Just choose the better feeling because there's there even if there's not an external choice you can make in the moment there's always an internal, internal. choice yeah especially when something's out of your control then you really have to look at like okay I can't even control this external situation so am I going to just let it ruin me internally I mean it's just you get to a point where you're just you can't take it anymore so you just choose another way yeah so yeah and what like really being conscious I think too in the awareness of what stories are running you know Mm -hmm. for you at any given time and I got into a really interesting conversation with my mom about this about her like making assumptions that the duck on the pond swimming out by itself was lonely and I was like what if that duck is finally getting away from its fatty kids (laughs) right like it's having a great afternoon it's engraving this time like why do we always write and there there are reasons like neurologically why we always write the, Mm -hmm. the worst case scenario but being conscious of those and really in those moments offering ourselves or the person in front of us or the guy in traffic the most generous interpretation of the situation available like when I get cut off in traffic I always think bless that man who has taken his wife to the hospital right now (laughs) right because she's having a seat (laughs) she's having a baby in the back seat Um, but like there's even, and it doesn't matter if it's fiction, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter if a card actually has wisdom for you or a crystal is actually magic or a mantra actually manifests the partner of your dreams. It's like follow the better feeling and the better you feel, the better you feel. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing wrong with telling yourself some loving fiction in order to get there. Mm -hmm. Mm Amen. Amen. Yeah. Hallelujah. Thoughts create your reality. <laughs> Woo! That's the truth. Yeah. Well, we're about to wrap up here. Do you have you guys have any heavy final words? Do you, Leanne? Do you? This is, this is always the moment where I was like, you said too many words. <laughs> Stop saying words. Colleen had this teacup I was I was drinking out of before we started, and inside the teacup it says, "Stop talking." And I was like, <laughs> like that's a message from spirit. That's my addict. That's my addict. So like, I can't not talk on a podcast. No we more words. Your, we love your words, Andy. <laughs> yes. Well, I appreciate all of you 
really it was this is beautiful this is so cool i think it's um you know the beginning i keep keep feeling like 2019 is is like a new beginning it's like a fresh mm-hmm. it's a fresh page and all of this it, it's, it's welcoming all of this new exciting energy and into the world so i thank you guys for all being here thanks for having and us thanks for existing yeah. kelly oh yeah. you can take my mom <laughs> <laughs> i do i want to i want to shout you out especially oh. because it takes an incredible amount of focus and energy and bravery and as we were talking earlier like when you elect to be the leader in something like this you are holding yourself to a radical level of personal reflection and accountability and you you are doing all of the work yourself first so that you can embody it and I think that's such an integral way to lead and teach and be in the world and I just thank you for the way you show up. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's a lot of work to be done. <laughs> <laughs> You're in good company. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Amazing. Well, thank you all for listening to this podcast and uh, for sharing in this beautiful energy that we are cultivating today. And I hope you have a beautiful day. And we will hopefully talk to you guys again soon. Let us know if you love this. I know you will. So leave us a comment. and. Um, Tell us your favorite part. All right. Thank you. Ciao. Peace. Yeah. Oh, you're Italian. (laughs) Peace and love and all the blessings.